0: Hello, everyone. I hope you guys are having a good week. I know we are because Armored Kill just came out. And today we are having a special podcast with the Anonymous squad talking about Armored Kill, talking about Armored Kill Rush and Defenders. Um, We have a couple of special guests tonight who I believe Zitter will now introduce. Uh, Hi, Noah.
1: We have in-house Will Guitar Guy. Uh, hello hello hello. Uh, he has appeared on the podcast before if you listen to uh, episode 3 and he's a ps3 exclusive player we also have with us skull and spades he's a youtuber he plays primarily on the pc but he's got his roots on the ps3 and he is playing on the ps3 right now to get you guys some Uh, Armored Kill footage so do check out his channel Skull and Spades on YouTube and of course we have the usual Nova Dragon so we have encountered a problem with Armored
0: Kill and that is defenseless defenders it's an oxymoron I know but when you're playing defense on rush you seem to be up against inconceivable odds Um, because the enemy team has an AC-130 at their disposal, and not just one AC-130, but multiple AC-130s. As
1: long as you continually kill it, uh, first thoughts, guys? Yeah, this problem uh, basically, basically, I think exists majorly on console because you're playing 12 players versus 12 players, and uh, it's it's not really the AC-130 that is overpowered. It's it's majorly a problem of attacking teams the attacking team having a substantial advantage over the defending team in the armored kill rush so guys do you think the attackers have an edge on the armored kill rush Spears you can go first
2: so um, yeah they definitely have an advantage because they still have the vehicle advantage on top of having the AC-130 um and I think the best way to kind of describe what playing against this AC-130 like is like is um, I mean we've all played Rush on on Carg Island, right? Yeah. We we know that how that is, and uh, we've all played Rush on Carg Island with a really good helicopter pilot and a really good jet pilot on the enemy team and a crappy jet pilot on your team. It, it, basically, you can't move without either the jet or the helicopter killing you. But those people that, that fly that helicopter, that fly that jet, have an incredible amount of skill. Well, maybe not an incredible amount of skill, but they have a, a high level of skill. Whereas with the AC-130, really all you need is two coordinated people. And every minute, there's another one coming back up. So it's insane like how, how it can rain death in this small area for you. And, and pretty much like your entire team has to devote
1: yourself to go take this thing out. Um, and then, so it's within a couple
2: seconds, reverse
3: yourself.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's easy to use and pretty deadly. Will, do you want to yeah. add anything to that?
3: It's the OP-130. Seriously. <laughs> a, lot, uh, a lot of people before Armored Kill came out, they were just asking, you know, where's this AC-130 we wanted in the game? And now that it's out, they're just saying, you know, let's just completely take it out. It's completely overpowered. And I wrote an impressions article a couple of days ago, and it's pretty much talking about, you know, your first priority. It has to be just taking it out because it responds really fast for a lot of people who have played it already. It's, yeah, it's kind of overpowered to, for the attackers. And, yeah, I just, they need some fixes with it.
1: Really. Yeah, not only the AC-130, I mean, yeah, the, any, the attacking team also get two tanks, whereas the defenders on most of uh, the maps, this has been my observation, is that the defenders only have one tank and no mm. anti-air. So, I mean, it, it's, it's just an overpowering wave.
2: Well, generally, in rush, the defensive team is always uh, down at least one vehicle. Uh, it's kind of the way it just it goes. That's how they kind of balance the attacking team having to uh, go against the team that, that is, is settled in. The problem with the AC 130 is it just creates such chaos. There's no defense to set up. It's not something that you can destroy before it gets to your, your perimeter, it's on top of you as soon as it spawns.
1: Let's discuss more about why AC 130 is uh, why we feel AC 130 is so overpowered on Rush.
0: Yeah, well, uh, Will mentioned that the AC-130 just spawns way too often. Um, And a little bit of information for you guys. I looked it up, and the AC-130 costs at least $130 million. Now, we don't just go throwing these around. (laughs) You know, when, when the military uses AC-130s. We have a specific mission that we want them to do. Um, so the, the idea that once one blows up in Battlefield 3, you can have one 90 seconds later, that is completely unheard of. Now, uh, one idea I had of maybe how to fix this is to make it more powerful. And I know what you guys are going to say. That that's, doesn't make any sense at all. But what happens nice. if we make it more powerful and do not allow respawn. Um, it'll really play a big role at the first two bases. After that, you know, maybe defense will actually have a chance to defend. Or you can make
2: it like once per MCOMs. And so maybe it'll come back every time there's a new set of MCOMs.
3: You know, yeah. because
2: I, if there was just one all together, that's all I try to do is take out the AC130, and then after that, I just go for the spawn trap.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how difficult that uh, game mechanic would be for Dice to put in the game. I mean, uh, once per MCOM is it's it's kind of a very weird game mechanic. Uh, but I mean, make it make it a lot more powerful, but have it respawn only once uh, per base. Uh, I'm I'm really not sure what my feelings are about that. I mean, one yeah. really important uh, crucial role that the AC-130 plays is that it acts like a spawn point. And uh, the problem with it acting like a spawn point is that it actually goes takes a circle behind uh, the MCOM base or behind the defenders. So as a defender, you have to defend from every angle. And I think uh, Skulls has a point. Uh, which might be able to fix this issue
2: yeah um, i would ad- i think if you adjust the rails of the ac130 so that it doesn't f- circle the mcoms maybe have it so it does like a, you know it circles more of the the attacking area in front of the MCOMs. And then also, like, you know, mountains like Bandar, or maps like Bandar Desert, you know, they have some scenic mountains in the back, but put those as visually blocking and, and like, invisible wall walls where the ac130 can't shoot through so so you, you know you get barraged by an mcom for fi- or barrage by an ac130 for 15 seconds then for 30 seconds it can't attack you and, and you can do that with reload time you can do that with the way it circles the map um, you know right now it just hovers over the mcoms and the entire focus of the gunner is to just shoot on mcoms
1: or maybe uh, <laughs> when the ac130 is hovering near the mcom area uh, the opposing team cannot spawn on it they can also put that mechanism in there. That way they don't have to fix the rails.
0: Now, see, I I don't disagree with you guys, but I really like the fact that you can spawn from the AC-130. I feel as though the vanilla maps are very linear. Um, Mm -hmm. And being able to spawn on the AC-130 takes that completely out of existence. Um, You have people spawning... Behind you, um, and I really like that, and it makes the battlefield multi-directional instead of uni or bi-directional. And I think that just this whole addition sort of puts the defenders not necessarily at a disadvantage, but it makes them focus on you know maybe what it would actually be like to be in a war. Uh, Will, what do you think? Well, I guess it's.
3: Like, similar to if you played Battlefield 1943 with the Airstrike, you would just go in there and just have that one one one-time deal. And then, uh, if you were to do this with the AC-130, it would kind of help with the balance. Maybe it would circle a couple times. You would only be able to use it
1: for a certain amount of time. That would help it out. Okay, the second problem that the AC-130 has is that it has double flares. Now, keep in mind that DICE actually removed the ECM and the flares combination from the attack choppers uh, because they thought that this, it was overpowered. Now, but the AC-130 has the same kind of combination with the, both the gunners having a flare to deploy. Now, because of this, what happens is that only one out of three javelins or Iglas hit the AC-130. What are you? What are your guys' thought on this particular issue? Um, my opinion is I, I
2: don't like it. They nerf the chopper, which is harder to use, harder to fly, and then they buff the AC-130. The only justification I can see in it is, at least, it's the AC-130. I think is 99% of the time in Igla range than anybody near the MComs, but it has more health. It has more. Defensive capability and it does more damage I feel than the the chopper ever
1: did Now one of the problems that Defenders face when they are defending their base is that they're gonna try and uh, put mines around their base to Deter enemy armor and slow them down But the problem with the AC-130 is that it's it basically blows off all those mines and sometimes you might have a friendly tank sitting near those mines, and that tank also gets taken out. I think, Nova, you have some points to discuss here.
0: Yeah, um, not necessarily with just the AC-130, but with mines in general, um, I think that when you are defending, if you plant your objective with mines, yes, the AC-130 blows it up. But one strategy I found that sort of defies that is right after your objective blows up, you have a good 15, maybe 30 seconds while the attacking force is still getting everyone up to the objective, that you can start laying mines. Um, The attacking force gets new vehicle spawns very near to the objectives they just blew up. So if you plant mines on the roads out, uh, if you find gates or gaps in rocks, you plant mines there, attackers will just drive out not thinking that there are mines there because they just blew up the base. So that's a pretty easy strategy that beats the AC-130's power at least at the start of a set of MCOMs.
1: That is, that is a very cheeky tip. Uh, the second issue it has is that, basically we were having this issue uh, while defending, is that it, the AC-130 was basically spawn killing our defender's tank. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Uh, yeah, I think that kind of defeats the purpose of even
2: having a tank. It seemed like if <laughs> if the attackers had a good AC-130, we didn't even have a tank on the battlefield.
1: Yeah, earlier I was talking about that the attackers get two tanks and we get one tank, but I mean, we we really have zero tanks with the, the AC-130 out there in the air uh, shelling, uh, yeah. shelling onto our tanks. I mean, um, like that one
2: guy that was killing us with the AC-130 last night. We never had a tank.
1: And the most annoying issue by the AC-130, if the attackers arm the MCOM, there is no way to disarm it if the AC-130 is constantly firing on it and constantly shelling it. Um, I mean, guys, I'm asking for your help. Do you guys have any tips <laughs> on this? Uh, I'd like to
2: see how fast it goes down by Soflam Javelin because... You know, Iglas are still two shots on other air vehicles. I wonder if we get the damage boost with the Soflam Javelin. Um, I don't know if anybody discussed this about the patch notes, but um, before, Soflams wouldn't take splash damage at all. That's why it's really hard to kill a Soflam with, uh, like, a tank or the uh, chopper rockets. They took no splash Mm -hmm. damage. So now Soflams in the patch, they fix that. They take splash damage now. So if you notice, Soflams are a lot easier to destroy than they ever were. So it, it's an unintentional nerf of Soflams when they would really be helpful in, in this case, you know, to take out that, that uh, AC-130. I'm wondering if you get a good Soflam up and you have tanks with guided shells and you have guys with javelins, how much faster will you take that thing down? And, and does the AC- AC-130 obey the, the rules of all the other air vehicles, which I think it does because it has flares, that means uh, a laser lock... Uh, can't be broken by flares, right? So instead of that every third shot from the Igla taking it down, it would be each shot from the Javelin actually hit it.
1: Yeah, uh, the flares are not going to deter the Soflam lock, I believe, right? They can break the Soflam
2: lock, but once the
1: Javelin's been fired,
2: it cannot break the lock.
1: Okay. So mm-hmm. if
2: the, the it'll break the soflam lock with the flares, but then the soflam will reacquire the lock while it's trying to reload the flares. And if the javelin locks on in the time the soflam's locked on, nothing can stop that javelin from hitting it. Like what you do in choppers and in jets is you outrun the javelins because you have a higher thrust than they do. Mm-hmm. But in the you know the AC-130s on rails, it's not going to outrun it. So I'm really curious to see a, an effective Soflam javelin squad, how fast they're able to put one these AC-130s down.
1: Yeah, but, getting, hmm. back to, but in, getting back to the point I was asking is that is there any way to defuse an MCOM when the AC-130 is shelling it?
2: I, I think you have the same problem even with whether it be a tank or a chopper uh, hitting an MCOM. You need to it's, take the source down. Clear, yeah, you have to clear the, the immediate area first. And of course, unfortunately, with the AC-130, the immunity area is all the sky.
1: Yeah. Uh, one, one major problem with the AC-130 is that it takes around... I mean, it was... Uh, we were a squad of three engineers and one medic trying to take down the AC-130. And the medic was mm-hmm. there to keep reviving the engineers that were getting killed by the um, uh, AC-130. And we were all running iglas, but it wasn't very effective. I would say it takes around four engineers to take down the AC-130... Because two of them will die even before they fire their first shot. Uh, yeah, and so I was going through uh,
0: and trying to figure out how best to play each of the classes. And again, you know, I'll probably say something that is caught with surprise. But I was playing assault, and I think assault might be key to successfully defending. Um, in Rush, and that is because of smoke and uh, the paddles to make the res. Uh, Smoke, you can smoke anywhere. Um, When I was going through, I was smoking my friends, I was smoking the people with the iglas on my team, I was smoking my own path, I was smoking enemy tanks, I was smoking everywhere. Um, It confused the AC-130 Sometimes they shot my smoke. Sometimes they didn't. Uh, now, sometimes I ran through it. Sometimes I didn't. I was still getting killed pretty heavily. Uh, mm-hmm. However, I really feel as though I was helping my team. We got them down to something like 20 tickets before you know they did kind of get it together at the end. So we did end up losing. But I think that if you try new things that aren't necessarily aggressive, you might be able to find ways to take down the the giant
1: that's pretty good because then you do not have the whole team uh, occupied with the ac-130 i mean on the console if like four guys are occupied taking down the ac-130 uh it's uh, i mean that's like 30 30 percent of your team <laughs> running after the ac-130 uh, i know will has something to say over here
3: smoking's bad for you <laughs> no, but I, I agree with you saying that the medic is one of the most necessary classes for this. If you're in a safe area, you have a med kit in one area, your team knows where they could get some health. It's really going to help out your team. Um, smoke is a great idea. I just, I haven't tried that out yet. I've just been using my med kit, just been helping my people with some patty cakes every now and then. And yeah.
1: I think I think we, we could uh, be uh, completely wrong in our observation about uh, attackers being overpowered because we haven't tried, we, we went for the straightforward strategy, you see armor, mm-hmm. you spawn engineer but we actually didn't think about these alternate cheeky strategies uh, in oh. which you go, you go medic <laughs> to combat, uh, com- to help your engineers combat armor if if I
2: can kind of add my two cents to that statement, and Nova, I think your strategy is great, and um, you know it's a strategy used uh, a lot in a defensive or attacking role in rush a lot, right? The easiest way to save tickets is to revive people that have already been shot. The easiest way to to keep people up is by constantly reviving them, instead of waiting and spawn in five seconds later, and, and then maybe their squads wiped. And, and I agree with you know that being a good strategy. Um, I don't know how, how much it is, how well it is on PS3, but on PC, um, the way Battlefield 3 goes, if you're not doing it yourself, it's probably not getting done. And uh, if I, I think that in PC you're going to get into these lobbies where everybody's just going to totally ignore the AC-130 and they're either going to back out or they're going to go in the back of the map where the AC-130 can't hit them and snipe. Uh, I think that that uh, you got to confront the AC-130. you got to you got to have either someone you trust taking it down or you got to take it down
1: yeah i think go pc ahead. would be less plagued by the issue because i mean pc has 32 versus 32 players uh, so even if four to six guys on your uh, on your team are occupied with the 8130 that's not a big issue but on the, console the big thing you, yeah yeah go ahead the big thing you have to remember out pc though is nobody has voice comms Yes. So
2: to okay. get organized is a lot more, and, and PC PC players uh, are play generally, you know, uh, the big majority play more a- as a pastime, whereas console players, and and I'm not, I'm just kind of generalizing for PC players. I know a lot of PC players that really take it seriously. PS3 players play to win. Um, PC players, a lot of them play to win, but in a 64-man server, if it's only 10 of them, you're not making that much of a difference. And, and uh, you know, you guys, you didn't really see my reference in Card Island about getting uh, attacked by an Attack Chopper, and it seems like you guys are always in, in squads or in teams that, that are willing to pull out those uh, Iglas and those Javelins and take that stuff down. I don't think it's gonna. I think it's gonna translate in PC where it really depends on what you walk into that server with. I think uh, it could dominate on 32-man servers where it's kind of a bunch of people that you know are just playing for an hour. Um, it's kind of more in and out and, and with no voice communication at all with your other players. Uh,
1: it gets pretty bad. So you're saying that so, this uh, problem might uh, has a chance of getting replicated on the PC as well. Yeah, I believe it has an
2: easier solution to be fixed on the PC, but I wouldn't say that we're not going to have this problem. Um, I guarantee you, the first time I get into AC-130 on PC, that I won't be shot down. Uh, mainly because I'll have someone else in the AC-130 with me and a jet pilot. But um, I have a feeling that it'll be just as easy to dominate on pc Uh, on the 64 man servers yeah it's a little bit different uh 32 mans 48 mans i think it'll be just as easy the other point i want to make about when nova was talking about smoke is um to beat smoke in a regular game mode just spot you can spot through smoke so if you see smoke like on pc i just spam the key and On PS3, you guys should just spam select. Spotting is a little bit harder for me, like using the controller. On PC, it's really easy because it's just your left finger constantly pressing a key. Uh, But that's usually how you beat players using smoke. Um, That's why in competitive play, you can't spot.
1: Okay. um, I mean, you made an excellent point about uh, the voice comm and not able to get the teamwork going on the PC. Uh, I was, for till now, I was just thinking that OPC oh, players would be just fine with 32 players on their side. So I know what all you guys are saying.
0: How can we fix this? How can we bring this game to justice? What can we do? Uh, we've thought for qu- quite a while, actually, on this topic. Um, and we've made a, I guess, short list of fixes that could help. Um, Now, none of these are definitely, you know, we can guarantee 100% that they will fix all balance issues. Obviously, we can't speak for that. However, these are, I guess, tips or things that we are curious about. Maybe they would balance that. And then the first one, and maybe the most important, is just the option to disable the gunship in the server options. Um, This would definitely just take the AC-130 out of the game. Now, the attackers might still have the advantage of having that extra tank, but it's nothing that ground infantry units can't handle.
1: Well, I know this option would be on the PC on the first day because um, you can auto-kick people who actually get a kill through a certain weapon. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah, so... uh, You can
2: auto-kick them using any vehicle. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that'll be enforced.
1: I'm I'm pretty sure many people will just ban the AC-130 right out. <laughs> maybe not on the first day, but maybe on the second day.
2: I talk with Colbert, we're probably going to end up doing that on the company 008 server if there's not something significantly done to um, change its game style because I promise you I will always be in that thing if it's if it's allowable. <laughs> I find it really fun to just win games easily. Um, well, I probably get bored of it eventually, but yeah, uh, yeah, we all will always have that option in PC, and that's not something you guys will have in uh, in uh, PS3. Uh,
1: the second thing you can do is uh, keep the AC-130 spotted all the time. Now, the major issue I was having with the AC-130 is that I didn't even knew that it was in the air. So, if I don't know it's in the air, I cannot take the right angle of cover to protect me from the AC-130. Only time I knew it was in the air is when I actually got killed by it. Uh, Will, did you have similar experiences?
3: Yeah, Um, similar to what you guys were saying, uh, maybe there should be some kind of voiceover saying, you know, there's an AC-130 up in the air or something. That would be sweet. Um, It would kind of be similar to how in Operation Metro, you would get, um, this was back in the Alpha, back when you would get that, whole, you know, just an entirely crazy freaking voiceover where it was just telling you that the airstrike was coming it was going to blow a giant hole to get you into the metro. Oh, so it would be like that. That would be sweet.
1: Yeah, I think you make a nice point. I mean, it could also be done by a voiceover, the usual voiceover. I think, Noah, you have something to say over here.
0: Yeah, uh, when the AC-130 actually appears on the map, it just it's just kind of poof and there it is it's circling the objective. It'd be nice if you know it spawns after 90 seconds but it spawns five miles out and then you have to sit in it for a minute or two until it gets to up to the objective. I think that might also help balance the defense a little bit.
2: I agree with that every other vehicle has to has to be put through that. Every other vehicle has to start and spawn and come there it should give you
1: opportunity to shoot it down before it gets to the battlefield.
3: Kind of like in um, Battlefield 1943 with the airstrike.
1: One of one of the major issues that uh, we have with the AC-130 is that once you arm an M-com, um it's very difficult to disarm it if the AC-130 is shelling it out. And it takes too much time to take it out. Before that, you already have the charge blow up. I mean, pl- it's a simple solution to this problem. I'm just placing the MCOMs inside buildings. Now, um, I like... Uh, Armored kill because I think almost all the buildings are destructible but this is probably the first time I really want an indestructible building (laughs) to hold the AMCOM (laughs) I don't know what you guys think about that
2: The building on the desert seems indestructible, that one building The
0: final one, the the construction site
2: Mm -hmm. And so that one's got some pretty good cover from the AC-130 but apart well from built. that,
1: apart from that, at least place like one MCOM inside an indestructible building. So at least you got like at least one MCOM is. You need to fight your way in.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if how hard that would be to adjust MCOMs after, but I, I definitely agree with that. If even if even if one objective on each set of MCOMs couldn't be pounded by the AC-130, it would make the infantry have to earn that MCOM. And I think that would be, be reasonable for the defenders. It's like, you go stand on that MCOM over there, you're gonna get crapped on. You go stand on this MCOM, you might have a chance. And that way you don't have to be the multitasker of I'm gonna take out the AC-130, now I'm gonna defend the MCOM, now I'm gonna take out the AC-130, now I'm gonna defend the MCOM.
1: The most important point is that we talked about how Im- imbalance armor is on uh, the defender side. I mean, they, they get one tank, which probably gets spawned, killed by the AC-130, whereas the attackers get uh, two tanks Uh, I mean it would be good for the defenders to have maybe a couple of anti-airs or an extra tank or an extra jet because I mean the attackers get an AC-130 and a jet so if there is a three-man crew working well together the single defender jet is not going to have much effect Uh, what were your experiences of Trying to take out AC-130 in a jet. Did you guys try it?
2: I tried it. It's pretty easy. It flies really slow. Uh, the main problem is after you destroy it, it's usually you blow up yourself because it's hard because you're going so slow. It's hard to pull away from the wreckage. Um, the The main problem is is that doesn't really create an overall balance because now with not everybody being skilled in the jet it kind of puts it up to who can get in the jet and who's good in the jet. Like, you get, on PC, we have this problem a lot where people will constantly get in jets, but they're not good jet pilots. And on some maps, that that literally loses the game for you, like Carg Island, Caspian Border, because the other jet has free reign over your whole defense. And um, I, I don't know how it's going to be when, now that they've buffed the Igla again, but it, it would literally... You'd lose because the other jet was in the air and your jet couldn't do anything. You might have the reverse if you give two extra jets to the defensive team. Now they're going to take out the one jet pretty easily, then take out the AC-130, and then they're probably going to spawn and trap the attacking team. So I think you got to be careful with an extra jet. Uh, Something like anti-air is a little more balanced, but a good anti-air driver could probably take out both. But then he's got his infantry to support him uh, at the MCOM objective. So I think that would be a lot more a balanced of a solution, something that's lightly armored but can do a lot of damage to the air vehicles.
1: Yeah, definitely. I'm leaning more towards the anti-air side rather than the extra jet, but I'm a guy who can't fly, so my opinion is biased. Uh, uh, but I mean it,
2: yeah it's it's a good idea I, I really like that idea the problem is, is the AC-130 is probably going to destroy it and spawn before it gets to do anything
0: yeah anybody else yeah there? well my, my first experience with Armored Kill I actually saw that no one was in the helicopter the game had just started so I hopped in as the pilot uh, get to an appropriate height and I see the AC-130 I was pretty impressed by its size but I decided to try my Little helicopter-seeking missiles anyway. And you know what? I took it down before it killed anyone. Um, so I think if you have a good helicopter pilot, and you're not saying that I'm a good helicopter pilot. I'm, you know, I'm just saying that I got there quick. So as long as the helicopter makes it their goal to take down the AC-130 immediately, that at least means that for the first minute and a half of the game, you don't have to worry about it.
2: Were you using heat seekers?
0: So the guy didn't flare, or he, did he flare? Oh, he kept flaring. I, I, I uh, lock, fire one heat seeker, they flare, and then I fire the other one.
2: Did he shoot back with anti-air at all?
0: Uh, they started to, but it's it's highly inaccurate.
1: Okay. Yeah, the problem, uh, the main problem comes down to that uh, the attackers do not need a whole lot of coordination. They just need, uh, they probably need two guys, maybe three guys on mic uh, to coordinate the flare and uh, the jet who is trying to protect the AC-130 but the defenders need a lot of coordination to take this thing down which is difficult Mm -hmm. to find in a public game now competitive game is a completely different uh, issue because in competitive game there would be a designated two-man crew just to take down the AC-130 and they will Mm -hmm. they will just do this job very easily
3: I think it needs to be less powerful overall just armor it's weapons, just, it's too freaking strong.
1: Yes, we're coming on uh, and discussing that in our next point, which is basically, we want to reduce the splash damage. Um, uh, we would like to see that one way to fix it would be to reduce the splash damage on it. And um, I think Skulls made an observation where he's saying that it actually does much more splash damage than a tank shell.
2: Yeah, it looks like the high heat rounds uh, that you use in the uh, tank destroyers. They do a lot of splash damage instead of the actual just tank round. And so there's probably a huge area of splash damage and that's why it feels like you're getting killed over and over and over when he's actually probably shooting at other other Doritos.
1: Yeah, I, I, think, I think that damage could be appropriately adjusted to uh, balance out uh, the AC-130. But overall, I mean, I think leave the AC-130 as it is. Just give us something more to take them give us something more as a defenders to take it out. Anti air or something else. I think I think I'm leaning towards more more over that thing rather than changing stuff completely on the gunship. I don't know whether you guys agree or disagree with me on that. No, I agree with you there. One more way that this game mode and could be balanced is probably adding the eighty four from Bat Company two.
2: I just, I, I mean, I'd like to see the AT4 from Bad Company too. That thing was like a highly, I mean, you could take down a chopper in one shot from it. If you could let me use the AT4 and it took two shots on the AC-130, I'd take it down. Problem is it'd probably be taken down too fast. But they need to add some kind of high high skill weapon that you can use to do high damage against armor and flying vehicles and they didn't add that in battlefield 3 they mainly made, le- made everything laser designate and it does it for you I like to see a, a you know uh, something like the TV missile and the chopper given to the infantry
1: so there was one idea that was thrown around that uh, this whole attackers being overpowered in rush might actually work better on hardcore Because the gunner on the gunship will be a little bit more cautious to avoid team killing. What do you guys think about that?
3: Oh, God. (laughs) So Uh, many people on the team would be missing within a couple
1: minutes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that that would be kind of interesting. I don't know how it's going to work in hardcore.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm imagining uh, entering the AC130 and after just maybe five or six shots I'm kicked out of the server for team killing.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the, I mean that's what usually happens when you play Carg Island rush too. When you're the that's what happens to me usually when I'm the chopper pilot or the chopper gunner, I'm usually kicked out of the server pretty fast if if they're actually diffusing
0: the Mcoms.
1: Yeah, especially on the high ticket servers.
0: <laughs> mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And, you know, this was actually a comment that was posted on one of my YouTube videos. And at first, I was a little confused. You know, I was thinking, hardcore mode, who plays hardcore mode? Um, And then I realized that a lot of people actually do play hardcore. But who's going to keep the AC-130 in hardcore mode? Like, if there's an option to take it out, it's not going to be a part of hardcore mode.
2: You'd Um, be surprised how many people keep overpowered stuff in hardcore like hardcore like hardcore conquest 64 man exists and it is nuts <laughs> well i don't know i guess you guys don't really have hardcore on ps3 but it's really popular on pc i would say it's about 50 percent of the players play only hardcore
1: yeah it's on it's we on, have it. it's on it's ps3 just, yeah. yeah go ahead
2: but, it, it, I mean, it, there's a lot of people on PC that will only play hardcore and hardcore only. Well, wow. Because they're so used to Counter-Strike deaths, where if you're shot at, you're dead. Whereas Battlefield and regular is much more of an aim-based, precision-based game. In hardcore, it's not. And a lot of people come from that, where it's like you, you spray an area and the guy dies. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, there are people over... Um on PS3 like that who just like to play hardcore especially vehicle guys because vehicles have very little disadvantage in
2: hardcore yeah well yeah you usually just destroy there's no disable yeah
1: except for third person view there is no other disadvantage to running a vehicle in a hardcore mode
2: yeah you just have less health that's about it
1: yeah does the vehicle Uh, have less health good
2: vehicle guys that's they like to play hardcore yeah because they take out guys from really far away it's hardcore is a really more slow focused game mode Mm -hmm. um but I think people are just gonna be constantly getting kicked from the server.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, I, I don't know. Either that or or you know, it's weird because some of the MCOMs spawn, spawn some of the spawns spawn you right on the NCOMs, and some of the spawns spawn you right outside the MCOMs. I think those spawns that you're getting spawned on outside in hardcore, that's where you're gonna be trapped.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, because
2: they'll splash you out of the MCOM area and get you stuck in that spawn.
1: Uh yeah. Um I mean we actually proposed a lot of changes that could be made to balance out this mode. Um I am pretty sure that in the next patch dice will try to balance rush on armored kill. Um oh yeah. Yeah. What what do you think they will change? I know we proposed a lot of stuff but a lot of these a lot of these points might be too difficult or might be uh might be very might be difficult to test even. So what do you guys that they will change?
2: I think they're going to go with the splash damage uh, reduction and maybe the flares, maybe uh, health. They're going to do something that's not visually impacting, uh, kind of like what they did to the AA cannons. Um, you know, They're just going to make it weak against infantry and strong against vehicles.
1: Okay, well, uh, what do you think uh, the changes that will actually make it into the next patch?
3: I really hope they just fix uh, the overall armor on it and fix the uh, the area that it flies over. Cause if it's just gonna be flying over the objective, come on, no one's gonna wanna play it.
1: Noah, you have any comments?
0: Yeah, well, you know they're gonna fix it somehow, and they're gonna break something else in their fixing it. Uh, that's just kind of how patches go, at least from what we've seen. You know, so they they added a really imbalanced frag shotguns then they added the dark glitch then now you can what is it if you have the aug under barrel with smoke or something it's a one-hit kill i mean they break things every patch uh now granted i think we've been getting better because not many people uses the aug with uh smoke but you know (laughs) it, it still is there Um, and I I don't know if we're going to see a uh, perfectly balanced game.
1: Uh, I actually agree with the Skulls on this. I think they're going to balance the splash damage and the health on the AC-130, but I do not necessarily agree that that is the right way to balance this game mode. I I would really like them to leave the AC-130 the way it is. Maybe... um, change its rail or maybe do some changes so that people cannot spawn on top of the objective uh, but I would really like to see more um, armor on the defender side Interesting. I think I think-,
2: uh, I think the other point we want to make though too is that uh, armor kills the first time ever playing a rush game whereas as an attacker you feel like you have an advantage you know every anytime you've ever played the rush game mode you've always felt like the defense had a little bit more of an advantage than you. It kind of, I mean, there are some maps out there that are a little different, but in Armour Kill, every map, it feels like when you're the defense, you're in a constant state of panic.
1: So let's talk about something positive towards the end. Uh, I mean, I thought the AC-130 combined with the enemy armor uh, was a little bit overpowering on many rush maps, but I didn't feel like it was overpowering on the Alborz Mountain uh, map I mean um, I can say that the last set of MCOMs on the last set of MCOMs the defenders have an advantage uh, because there are only two entries uh, to those MCOM and if you can guard them you can basically shut down the attackers Uh, but uh, did you guys find any other uh, maps on the rush game mode especially on which you enjoyed yourself yesterday
2: i i hate death valley
3: that's all i know
0: (laughs) well i on the other hand love death valley uh and and here's why the atv Um, (laughs) oh god yes it's just it's the best addition to Battlefield 3 I think that there has ever been I love the ATV I'll I'll just get on that thing it doesn't matter when you know we could have already won the game I'll just get on it and drive around for a while it's it's just so much fun
2: I'll I'll let you guys I know someone who works at, uh, at EA in Sweden and supposedly we're getting dirt bikes in Aftermath
1: Oh yeah, yeah it's, it's, on the, it's on the it's on the Optima. Oh, so. they announced that already? Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The
2: other thing that he told me was when they were doing testing on the AC-130, that the tanks were taking them out. So that's why I'm trying to figure out how we're going to take it out with a tank.
3: And yeah, I have hit markers on it before.
2: Well, I'm thinking that I, I haven't been on a map yet with a tank in a position that could hit it.
1: Yeah, just like <laughs> the tank gets difficult Get on the curve. to position. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, but Albor's Mountain, it's like, since they're on that hill, it gets taken out so fast anyway. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, that's like the one map that I don't feel like it has much power on because I think it does circle the other side of the mountain. And so they have, like, they don't have a good shot angle half the time they're circling.
3: Mm.
2: Except, except for that last MCOM, I guess. But, yeah, so, so that's what he told me during the actual testing. So I'm wondering if we use Soflam and Guided Shell if it's really easy to take out. He wouldn't tell me exactly what's going on. But I bet you if we get a helicopter and armored shield and just TV missile that thing from, you know,
1: 1,000, 2,000 meters away, it'll be easy mm-hmm. to deal with on that map. That's that's a map that I think Will, Will likes. Will you want to speak on that?
3: I love Armored Kill. Have you played it? Armored Shield? It reminds me of, um, you know that co-op mission in the... What is it? The one with the helicopters? It reminds me a lot of that. And if you've ever done the glitch where you could get out of the helicopter and explore the area, it looks a lot like it. Even to like the littlest details, if you get next to a sprinkler, you could just hear it going. I love it.
0: Thank you guys for listening tonight. Uh, just to avoid the big long spiel, we are the Anonymous Squadcast, and we want to send a special thank you to Will and Spades, Skulls and Spades, if okay.
2: <laughs> Yeah, check me out on YouTube, uh, Skulls and Spades. I'm also on Twitter and Twitch TV, uh, everything slash Skulls and Spades.
3: All right, and... I'm will and my channel. you could find me at wGG Gaming. You could find me on Twitter at will Guitar guy and yeah, let's network
1: Thanks uh, thank you guys for joining us. We really had some fun talks with you, both on and off the podcast. Uh, we'll maybe do an outtakes episode someday, but <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs>